an opportunity for um, cultivating samadhi. Really, the, the benchmark is a is a quality of enjoyment. <laughs> so it's not right or wrong. It's just the enjoyment. Looking at it much more in a heart sense than a than a kind of mind brain sense. Yeah. So so this sense in which you, you learn, just be cultivating mixing, mixing your energies together to get a nice smooth mix, comfortable mix, so your body feels comfortable and your uh, heart feels happy and your thinking mind can kind of settle back and just keep a, a watchful eye what's going on. So anything that uh, snags or tightens or uh, spins out of that is a, is a hindrance to it. It's not just a kind of moral statement, it's, it's just the fact that your energies get spun out or it gets tightened up or it doesn't flow. And then there are uh, different bases you can, you can reflect on or you can contemplate or you can explore with panya, discernment, body base, or your body energy, or the the heart base, heart energy, the thought base, and ability to articulate or to be clear. <coughs> so if the, that goes out, maybe the thinking goes numb or dull or frantic. You know, that's as a matter of what the topic is, or that's that's the hindering of it because the energy is not smooth. It's either constricted or scattered or tight. If the heart um, feels sense of strain or um, overwhelmed or can't rise up, then that's the hindrance. Your body feels uh, stiff or slack. Mm. and that's a hindrance and sometimes all the, all the, the three energies actually um, seem to have a, have a common hindrance quality so it's often the, can be the case that in just in having difficulty in the thinking apparatus being over thinking too much or hyper then perhaps if we address the bodily state then by finding some bodily ease the thinking starts to soften and release or we may consider while we you know we're thinking it's kind of um, irritable finding lots of faults with things this is wrong and I don't do that and I never get this and never that and um, you just perhaps just addressing the heart base do you feel uh, do you do you feel comfortable with yourself? Do you do you appreciate yourself? Do you feel that sense of, of warmth? Do you feel the quality of appreciation? Because when you feel good in yourself, it doesn't doesn't really matter what 
else is going on. No, doesn't. You, know, you don't have to find fault with things because nothing's bothering you. <coughs> so you can kind of use the discernment faculty to to notice and then to dhammavijaya investigation which is the discernment when it's more um, exploring, investigating where is it, where's the problem or where's the root of this this state mixing energies so like for example just in contemplating or bringing up Buddha Nusati contemplation of Buddha and you ask yourself well you know what 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 is what is awakening what would that be like or what even more generally what's the spiritual goal in a very simple terms like you know not you know tender target of powers or but just the simple thing like not no stress or peace or joy or clarity or uh, unshakable or firm or something like that I mean, you get a simple word for it so you you bring up something like that and then something you can actually hold and repeat and see whether it really resonates for you whether you get a heart meaning out of it whether it lifts you up mm-hmm. or steadies you so that recollection is that skill it helps to deliberately think simply uh, in order to stop thinking in complicated ways or abstract ways so you deliberately think but very simple thought and the idea of thought is, is purely that which helps to connect the thinking to the heart faculty hmm. so hmm. what is Buddha what is, what is awakening what is peace or what is joy or what is uh, great kindness or what is transcendent what is that how do, you, how do you know what that means? You get a sense of something in you has awe or something that you lifts up or something you feel is, oh yeah, that's what I want. You get that kind of stirring in the heart. That's, that's it. That's the point of recollection is just to, just to touch, touch the heart, wake it up. From its sense to just be curled up uh, half asleep and twitching like a dreaming dog you know you see them <laughs> lying there basket, their legs kick this is often the state of the heart is rather like that like a dreaming dog like twitching and occasionally growling <laughs> so you're waking it up with uh, uh, recollection then how do you know so ask yourself how do you know it that's meaningful oh yeah I feel it so just notice that simply the ability to to feel a meaning in the heart rather than to interpret an idea in your brain you know rather than oh Buddha is this and that it means you have this and it's not like that that feels like agitation it doesn't feel like Buddha at all (laughs)
So you just keep dropping that the idea into the heart till something rises. Maybe it doesn't. And how do you know it doesn't mean anything? Mm. At least that you're connecting to the heart. Just just the sound, just the word, just an idea doesn't really mean anything right now. Doesn't mean you know that that's the final statement. Right now, it doesn't. It's not row resonance there. Then, well, what what's needed? What does the heart need? Maybe just need to breathe out, relax. It's too tight. Maybe you need to feel there's no particular pressure to, to, you know, feel anything or have anything going or meditate or develop. Maybe you just need to feel that freedom from pressure. So perhaps that's what's that's what you bring in. Just oh, freedom from pressure. That's that's my Buddha for today. You know, that's the Buddha of the day. Is that? Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, I like that. No, no pressure. Then you, oh, then your heart lifts. So it's um, Buddhas are have a vast range. So there's a vast range of felt meanings that will uh, help you there, and it's uh, important to just uh, recognise that it's not a canonical thing. We're not trying to bring to mind a historical person, but uh, it's very spirit of awakening. So that your thinking and your heart energies meet and you feel that ability to, to stir and to, uh, for a moment at least, to get the sense of the gladness or the clarity or the resolve that, that we really want, we look for. It's, it's um, like every other Dhamma practice, it's a sense of being able to do, have it directly do it in yourself it encourages you, it invites you to do more, you get a nice result. It's in the present moment. Mm-hmm. It's pachatam, it's in yourself. It's or it's accessible. And it's uh, cultivated with a sense of discernment, deliberately picking something up, placing it there. Oh, yeah. Getting the effect. The effect is just the momentary flash or glow. If you sustain it, or you have a, then you can start to feel, what does your body feel like when that particular uh, energy is present, when that sense of inspiration is present? Can you embody that? Can, well, can you let your body feel that? Probably something like a, a brightening effect, your body tone slightly brightens up, you feel a bit more cheerful. Or it can be a relaxing effect. Your breathing deepens and slow, slows down a calming effect. Mm. Something coming out of the stiffness or the um, dullness of the body.
So particularly being able to <coughs> feel that in terms of uh, breathing, perhaps breathing out, which is the activity that requires the, you know, the least kind of effort or the least tension because it by itself is a kind of dissolving, descending energy. As if you're taking that heart meaning and just breathing it down, letting it flow into your body. It doesn't have to do it. it doesn't, it's not something you push. But it's an invitation. You could sit in this. Hmm. Sometimes it's the case you need to just scan around the periphery of the body. Uh, do you, does it feel like that that quality of presence is with you? As if you're sitting in a um, company of your best friends, if you're really light to easeful. And you work on the bodily base itself, <coughs> bringing to mind you have the essentially two two um, basic references. One is the core, which is spinal sense of upright. Is that balanced? Is it is it grounded? Is it like a a mountain resting in the ground, like a post? going right down into the ground, so you, the body is really rooted into the ground. Just imagine what that would feel like if there's a, from the spine extends right down into the ground and holding you there. So there can be a, a, a relaxing in the legs, relaxing in the belly, letting everything drop down. Moving up the spine and through the top of the head, is there enough space above you? So you get the feeling of uh, nothing, no pressure holding you down. And the sense of the, the upright um, spinal axis. And then feeling what's around your body from the, if you're coming out to the skin, the very toning of the skin. And so the if the, the skin can open and feel there's no the skin doesn't act as a barrier as something that's a um, a wall or defence. Very edge edge of our physical presence is often is a place naturally that's like every other boundary. There's some alertness and sensitivity there it can be on guard. Uh, Take the time to to feel and to really know, not just to think, but really know that you feel comfortable and safe. 
and the effect, the bodily effect, there is a relaxation or a brightening of the body tone, the muscles and so forth. And feeling through your body if that's so, if the whole body knows that. Because the default is to go back to a slate a state of some slight tension. Not necessarily deep tension or strong tension, but very light, low grade tension. So you don't feel that that uptight but you're not relaxed either, you're just in a slightly nervy or worried, fretful mode. This isn't going to work. How long is this going to go on for? Will it be painful? Am I going to get anywhere with this? That kind of mood comes up. Or I suppose I ought to kind of mood and feel in your body with your hands relaxed fingers and uh, particularly the face so it's um, the eyes and around the mouth you deliberately focus there and relax those areas because if you relax in your eyes and your mouth it's very difficult to to really keep um, a lot of thinking going scattering around. It's almost as if the very uh, verbal energy, verbal construction, is so, it normally <coughs> operates through eye contact, seeing things, and then naturally the movement into the articulate. So if you deeply relax your eyes, that is just imagine your eyeballs are like a couple of soft spheres in resting in the eye sockets rather than even anything that has visuality associated with it, just feeling the weight or the softness of the eyeballs as as physical phenomena and the way they can rest there and then slowly sweeping your attention down over the cheeks to the corners of the mouth and around the lips and down the throat and just keep sort of sweeping down the whole body. Practice opening up the joints, <coughs> which is not uh, anything you do with an effort, but more imagining. So, one of the uh, skills of Vitaka Vichara, um, conceiving and evaluating, is to visualize or imagine, bring to mind. So, bringing to mind wherever there's a a joint, not just between your arm and your shoulder. What if? What about some? Is there any space in there? What about opening up the space there, letting there be more space, letting the arms be long, letting there be space between the vertebrae in the back, particularly. top of the spine and the skull. Your head is not kind of screwed down onto your onto your neck. Lifting space between the the neck and the skull, space in the jaw. So 
So this allows energy to flow because there isn't that slight holding that tightens everything up. It allows the energy to flow. This is all part of <coughs> what will provide you with benefit. It's quite subtle and yet it can be just an accumulation of many subtle points that brings around the large effect. You know? It's not one thing that you just go gung-ho on or slam into um, and drive on so much as the many small points that together produce quite um, significant shift. Actually the shift is often not that much is needed really but because we don't make that shift we can stay in this kind of unsettled not quite state for a long time and then we get you know tight or we react to that we start to build up a psychology around that a statement about that this is what I am I'm stuck or can't quite do it or get irritable or try to figure out how to do it it's really just a matter of taking the time doing many small things like someone who just checks out the the different um, bits and pieces in a in an engine, just to check out whether the valves are right or the the um, things are screwed down too tight, and just go through it till it starts to purr quite sweetly. <coughs> One of the, the primary, <coughs> most obvious <coughs> result will be your breathing becomes deep and relaxed it's, um, it's, it's satisfying it's satisfying because when the body is, is open like that then the, the energy of the breathing suffuses the whole body so the whole body feels satisfied and it's satisfying because when it's like that you get the heart sense of oh this is just happening I don't have to do anything to kind of make anything happen it just happens so you get that heart feeling of relaxation and and trust and uplift because of that the thinking mind doesn't there's nothing to do so the body sense in a way tells you where you are are you here are you all here is all of you here (laughs) it's often the bit here or some of it but it's all of it here and the heart sense tells you how you are is it really okay or is it just well not bad I suppose hmm? is it or what, what's, the, what's that percentage that's not quite right can you feel that or is it really okay and the head the brain sense the tells you what to do about it but in our functioning world we get so much into what to do about it and what the it is is everything what to do about tomorrow, yesterday this, that, this, that, this, that there's so much going on you get overloads, there's no time to refer things to the heart so you don't know how you feel about it really and you don't even know where you are actually you know, when it comes down to, to in your body so the first thing that goes is the sense of having a place 
You're just a, a kind of an intelligence scrambling around the cosmos. And then after a while the in- in- intelligence goes <laughs> and it's just a reaction, <laughs> just a reaction system. <laughs> wired, a wired up reaction system because it's just do it, do it, stop, stop, make it change, remember this, forget that, don't do this, should be this, should be that, there's five of these, ten of those, none of that. No, no, no. So how do you feel about that? Oh, I don't know. It's all right, I guess. Keep going, you know. So that, that's that's the way it goes. You you lose the one loses the body sense, the heart sense, and uh, just the kind of whirling volitional thing. And uh, that's what we act through. So then sometimes when you come to meditation, you're right now. I want to do meditate. How do I do it? Let's do this. Do that. Five of these. Six of those. Make it like this. What's the technique? What's the system? How am I going to get? I've been here five minutes already. Is it going to work for me? And so forth. And it actually hasn't really been much connection to. Hello. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> how are, where are you? And how are you? Um, well, okay, I guess. Um, yeah. But where are you? How do you know you're here? How do you know you have a body? And if you don't know the answer, you know, it's just an idea. How do I know I don't have a body? And you feel a sense of dullness or sharpness or absence. Mm. So even just feeling that. So the quality of um, Dhamma Vijaya is, helps us to, investigation helps us to, to ask these kind of questions and then to penetrate what we, what we don't have right now. You don't know what you don't know. So Vijaya is not just, a, certainly not an absence of information. It's an inability to really sense something, to feel it distinctly. So it can be a, a kind of numbness or distractedness or abstraction or closeness, or loss of reference. But you don't know what you don't know. It's e- ignorance. You don't know that you don't know. So you don't know that you don't feel a sense of trust. Oh, trust. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Of course, I forgot that. You know, for a moment it was off. Or a sense of... Um, care and concern for oneself and so you just introduce these ideas what would trust feel like what would uh, conscience and concern what would loving kindness feel like how would you know you felt that how would your body know you felt that so with recollection it's like you know it's very good for even recognizing what we don't sense right now, Buddha isn't here. And then it's, there isn't the sense of clarity or the sense of firmness or the sense of um, compassion or the sense of joy, of ease, um, clarity, purity, straightness. And then how do you know that? 
when you, you know, how do you know that, that loss? And the you know, sense of the heart feels nervous or regretful or um, tense. Body feels distant or dull or just a heavy physical mass. It's no real, it's not giving you any vitality. And so, then the, the thinking mind is kind of just spinning around, trying to figure out what to do about it. And then what would it be like if there were joy? How would you know that? Where would the ending of stress be right now? How would that be sensed? In terms of heart, and then how would your body know that? So it's it's uh, double vijaya is often this uh, process you you're um, scanning and then considering and then checking and that's okay that's fine and, oh no that's not there okay so you do the checking slowly it's like a dialogue between your body and your heart and your thoughts. Take one slowly, check it out, feel it out. Then, if it's not there, what what would what would it feel like? What was necessary, or what would it feel like if that were there? Sometimes there's even parts of the body, like you, your throat feels slightly held back or the face feels uncomfortable or the stomach isn't, the belly isn't really with it, you know, so you just kind of move around where do you need to place the recollection until everything starts to open up. Prim- primarily it will be the breathing to, to check with your breathing energy knows that, but you also get these, these other effects, particularly when things get stuck, it tends to lodge in parts of the body as a slight tension or um, unyielding quality. And for um, the samadhi, it's a matter of when you start to find where the the goodness is or the good energy is, then uh, dwelling in it. So you, what's needed to, to allow yourself to dwell in it the no hurry, the um, all the time in the world, the sense of trust, you don't have to be on guard, 
you know, to arrive at something in the future. You don't have to make it do anything. These kinds of um, releases of psychology that we, the psychology that we often get conditioned into, and carry with us in meditation it doesn't have to. Doesn't have to work. Doesn't have to be developed as such. It will develop by itself. If you stay in touch with it. And moderating the energies, so it's rather like this is rather like um, how you can be uh, too <coughs> too dis- too much discernment or too much emphasis in the in the head, <coughs> trying to see something, <coughs> even be more one pointed or clear, so you get over tense, and the. Sense is just trying to find where, where they, where they harmonise. It's rather like um, when you're chanting together. The aim is to make it so all the voices blend together. You know, it's not one person loud and everybody else sort of struggling along, or one person faster. Yeah, you try to. The aim is to make it so it sounds like one voice. So the wait a minute, it's too much. Just quiet down. This is not enough, just lift, 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 just a touch, just lift, you know. So this is rather like you've got the choir of your own, of your own energies, of your body, heart and mind, and right now it's just, um, say, it's too, so the heart is too um, ebullient, and it's kind of bouncing and loud. It's good, it feels good, but it's rather like the person with a good voice in the choir whose voice is good and strong. But it doesn't actually bring around the harmony, the sense of oneness, which is the quality of samadhi, the unification. So just, well, just, just relax a bit, huh? Just, just, uh, just tone it down, relax a little. sense of what to do, which is um, very much the energy of the thinking mind, you know, what to do with the hindrances, what's the next step, the next stage, and, you know, to get more and more sharps and clarity, that's too strong. Just let it be a little vaguer, let trust it, let it happen. Or maybe it's too weak, you know, it's rather like when you come to chanting with somebody who's going, you know, it's not really there. It's kind of vague, uh, uh, on the sidelines, chanting, you know, actually, actually got into the, into the chant or into the group. So just lift, lift, you know, sharpen a little bit. Uh, and so you, that kind of to keep scanning, listening, and feeling out which is strong, which is weak, which needs to be lifted, which needs to be softened, and and the 
the samadhi, it's like the energies blend, so it's as if there's no real distinction between the heart and the body and the mind, the thinking mind. The breath becomes, the breathing becomes the experience of, of joy. Just like joy is breathing. As if joy is just enjoying itself, but it happens to be, you know, the, the kind of physicality of the breathing um, softens so that it becomes quite steady as an energy. It's not kind of surging up and surging down, it becomes quite steady. And the, the sense of the body, the <coughs> physicality of it, um, sort of melts. The, the sense of the hardness and the, and the structure and the pressures um, melt when you get something that's not exactly body, not exactly mind it's, it's as if the two have become the same thing and this is say when you're coming to the level of jhana anything that then kind of steps out of that hinders it so if we come out into thinking about it, oh, what's that? That hinders it. It's, it suddenly pulls, it's one energy then pulls away from the, from the blend. Or we get a little bit excited. Oh, I think I'm getting there. And then the heart pulls away. So you get, the energy no longer blends. It's like one strand pulls away from it. Hmm? Or, or perhaps one feels slightly frightened, nervous, because when that Blending of energies often, it's as if the, the particular mix of energy that you sense as your personality or identity changes. There isn't the particular thinking mind or the, or the emotional movement. So it's as if the, the personal self um, isn't there. And that can be a little bit uh, alarming. Mm. Yeah. So this is why we do something like could be a right relief actually as an idea, but as an experience, it's like where you, you know, something reacts. So you do something like Buddha Nusati, reflection of Buddha, just to get the sense of deep trust. You, you belong to something that's looking after you. It's rather like when your father or your mother takes you into the the ocean for the first time. You can feel the waves, and they say, oh, don't worry, I've got hold of you. They carry you and you put you in the water and they carry you. And you just feel the surge, but you know the arms are there. And they can perhaps then, they, when you feel comfortable, they can let go and you can splash around a bit. But you often need that sense of uh, something there, yeah? Which we might even come back to in the process of samadhi. Just wait a minute. It's bringing up the sense of awakeness or Buddha or joy or trust or, you know, belonging to that. It is it's a, a, like you're shifting what you belong to. And it is a, to be most worthwhile, I would say it is a, is a subtle process. Because it's in the subtlety of it that you 
do a very thorough job of not just kind of busting in for a, for a, for a flash of something ecstatic or magnetizing, but thoroughly preparing the ground with discernment so you know the hindrance, you know the identity with it, you know the releasing of it, you know the sense of what it's like, how to release it, and the sense of what it's like when it is released. So there's a lot more um, discernment and understanding that develops through that. And it also helps when you come out of meditation, you recognize, well, can you stay in your body when you walk around? Can you cultivate the body energy so it remains uh, unforced, unconstricted, not scattered? So we don't have to kind of rush or scurry or, or, or slouch, but just stay in that where the good energy is. The longer you, you become more familiar with that as your base, then um, it becomes a kind of instinctual reference that you refer to. Hey, no, I'm really getting uptight now, or I'm losing it. And so this means you don't uh, move out to where you actually start laying down a karma that produces residues that then you have to kind of try and sort out when you meditate. Though, remember, when we come out of the meditation period, it's just trying to stay with that and the body and how do I, how do I know what I feel? How am I with this heart sense? So that particularly for a retreat and for uh, samadhi, then the best results are when you can actually sustain that reference point over long periods of time, like days or most of the day, most of the waking day, as long as possible, that, that particular, those particular references. So you, you're not diving in and then pulling right out again and plunging in and pulling right out again. It's very uh, forceful and you get kind of tensions and irritations and uh, things of that nature. You're, you're just kind of really, you're getting the texture of energy as a reference to live with. Mm. When it comes to meditation, you don't have so much stuff to have to to unload. Mm.